thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. You're Mr. Brad. I am. You're and, Andrew. Uh, I am, and we're shaking off the rust. Yes. Having a little if hair of the not, dog. Yes. If it's not one of us galvanning around the country, it's another. Yeah. So. But good news is our listener. I got it. I did a personal show for him. Yeah. <laughs> so. Private dancer dancing yes. for money. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, anyways, yes, we're back. Um, and yes, I am having a little bit of the hair of the dog. Oof. Too many, too many heavy IPAs last night for Mister Brad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any, uh, any standouts? They were all really good. All good. They kept. The, each one tasted like another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know that game a little bit. Yep. Well, nice. Um, well, what are you drinking? tonight oh yeah fast forward to the present oh hi merc (laughs) uh from mckellar brewing company in san diego Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a it's a hazy ipa 7.8 big heavy 
Um, good, good flavor. It's just, you know, I've done these now and I gotta just get out of this. I mean, this is another one of the beers that cool Matt Steve got for me. And, uh, thank, and this is the last of those. So, and ironically, that's where I was last night having, getting my drink on, but, um, why do I say get my drink on? That's, that's what you were doing. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yeah, this is another, he knows what I like. So he, mm. he got exactly the beers that I, I enjoy. And I think all the last couple that I've done have all been well over four or at least four above. So, and this is a 4.5, nice. um, super, uh, just not punch in the face toppy, but like really good, good flavored hops. So mm-hmm. very excellent. Excellent. Party time. Yes. Excellent. Nice. I mean, it's a great name. Totally appropriate for, uh, for you know, a beer-centric show yeah. uh, that happens to talk about movies. Yes. Very, very good. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, yeah. Yummy, yummy. And uh, how about you? Well, I am having a gummy apocalypse. Northeast <laughs> India Pale Ale. Is it? Sound as gross as it sounds, or taste as gross as it sounds? Uh, no, I don't know. I mean, the I guess the gummy part does sound weird, um, but it doesn't taste candy like. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's a northeast to New England IPA. Yeah. Um, it is by Noon Whistle, uh, which is in. The Chicago suburbs, Lombard, Illinois, which if you haven't heard of it, there's a reason. (laughs) Um, But yeah, last, not the last time, one of the the times I went home, um, my buddy Brian took me to their tap room in Lombard. Um, He was like, hey, this new place just opened up. It's really good. Uh, and I think you'd like it. I went, I did like it. Um, so now every time I've gone back to Chicago, I always make it a point when I go to the, uh, liquor store to pick up something from noon whistle. Cool. And I got this guy. Uh, I love those cans. Love those. Oh, they're the best. There's got, it's gotta be expensive. It has to be uh, right. um, because why uh, wouldn't everyone do it? I think maybe it's the, just a new technology that you'd have to redo your your canning process. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they're already that's set up. True. For certain, yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Maybe the newer ones. But yeah, because I, I know I had one on here that was... Well, yeah, Fredo our, sent us some that were the like pop tops. Yeah. Or, like the yeah. tearaway tops. They're the best. And it's... I don't know. From, I guess it's something the bigger guys could really knock out of the park. Yes. Because like it, and, they and advertise it too. Oh yeah, because it's it's such a talking point. Whenever you're like having, if you bring over a couple beers and everyone's just kind of just a grab bag of beers and you rip the top off yours, yeah. everyone's gonna want to know what it is. And uh-huh. and then you get the thing. You can do that. And, you know, 
like uh, Miller Lite with their throwback logos. Mm-hmm. Throw this on top, we'll crush it. I mean, they they're will. already they're already hanging in there. You know, they're doing okay. But yeah, it's a kind of a gimmicky thing. But like, it just drinks so easy. It's it is. So easy. It's and pour so easy. Yeah. And it's um, the great thing is it it's a cool gimmick, but this this beer backs it up. Um, cool. In the past, I've given this a four point five. I think I held on to this one for a little too long. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so it's it's that that um because it's a pretty hop forward, especially for whatever they want to call it, nor- northeast New England IPA. It's yeah. it's much more um hop forward than than your traditional. Um, Can we call them dirty IPAs instead of New England? New England's call them uh, yeah Hayes. Hazy IPAs, the haze craze. Yeah, the haze craze. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's trending pretty high. Um, I'm on Beer Advocate right now just to see if there's anything uh, noteworthy about it. Um, and it's average 4.18 out of 5. Um, but it's a big beer, 8.2 ABV. Yeah, um, it is big. Yeah, and it comes in the 16-ounce uh, pint can. At, like you said rip the top off and uh have a good time very good yeah it's sitting at 4.13 did you say 4.18 on uh on beer advocate yeah it's yeah it's pretty much the same there on on tap so nice Nice, nice, very cool oh oh no shit i was like oh and so does mine but no Mm -hmm. um i was looking to see what it stacks up Against the rest, three point nine seven. So right there to four. Yeah, mine has got a pretty, li- pretty not bad. Yeah, pretty say, consistent. It's okay. Very good. Um, I was expecting like some, a lot of fruit or something. You know, I don't know. I I, I don't know why. I think they call a couple other things gummy. I think gummy is. Let me see if I can find it exactly. Gummy apocalypse. Um, but I, yeah, so they have something called the gummy series looking at, looking at noon whistle, uh, right now, hoppy, hazy, juicy, and less of a bitter finish than a traditional IPA. Our Northeastern India pale ales have big tropical aromas and very juicy flavors. So yeah, they have a couple different ones here. They got a gummy vortex, gum apocalypse, squishy gummy, mosaic gummy. Sticky gummy. Oh, mm-hmm. I need this. Ghost face gummy. Damn it. Loaded with sweet mango and a hint of spicy peppers. Fuck. And the name's amazing. Oh, shit. Uh, anyways, yeah. Now that I'm reading out loud and the reaction you had, because I think I tasted it before the gummy thing registered with me. Right. Not the most appeal. Like gummy vortex, gummy apocalypse, whatever. But then you get to like squishy gummy. Like, this doesn't sound like a beer yeah. I want to drink. No, it sounds know. gross. No. Like moist gummy. Yeah. Edible gummy, which is one of theirs. <laughs> get your lips on this dank, earthy, and herbal Northeastern IPA. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You would have been pretty disappointed in me because I was in three consecutive states that had legalized weed. Alaska's legal? Yeah. Hell yeah. And Shout out Alaska. I didn't partake one time. Oh, I mean, it's kind of become like a running joke that I go to Vegas all the time down here. Oh. Everyone's like, are you taking out? Are you going to Vegas? Are you going to Vegas? I've only been to a dispensary there once. Yeah. Yeah. Gummy Colada. Gummy Tron. That's kind of cool. Paranormal Gummy. Again. I'm into it. You just have to throw in something else I like, and then I'll tolerate the gummy. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, it happens. Family trips. I, I can, yeah. you know. I don't yeah, know. but I got a pretty cool and family that knows that I am quite the hellion and crazy person but no it's I just I was thinking like okay one one good thing would be like hey let's get some edibles and Mm -hmm. go back on a cruise ship and just hang for a night but then I'm like oh I gotta go make sure I don't lose the kit throw him overboard or have a psychotic episode those are all good well I don't think you'll have a psychotic episode on weed unless you're a uh a uh, situation comedy in the early 2000s <laughs> where weed does weird things to people. Yes, um, it does. Sorry, I'm trying not to cough on Mike. You're fine. Uh, yeah. You know, if, noth- if nothing else, a couple gummies um, on deck for uh night of drinking, pop them in the morning, have a little breakfast. Right as rain. Yeah. Well, I I didn't. I drank my, my weed. <laughs> yeah. I get so, it. I actually didn't I drank some beer on my trip. Yeah. Um well well, yeah, I guess I should say that. Um uh Yeah, let's, uh, let's talk to Master's Master Zed. I met up with him. Um about as nice a person as you can find in the world. Uh just him and his wife are lovely. Mm-hmm. Just uh could have been nicer. Picked me up from the airport. Picked us up from the airport. Mm-hmm. Offered for us to stay at their house, but I was, you know, I didn't want to impose. So we stayed at a hotel that was like half a mile away from their house and mm-hmm. uh, took us around Portland. Showed us around everywhere. Uh, he had brewed up three different beers. One was a, one was an IPA. One was a, was it a Pills or yeah Pills, and then the other one was like, um, oh shit, like a. Uh, a cask a cat a dark cascade or something like that um i can't remember how how uh but it was the, all three of them were really good mm-hmm. i think i like the the cascade the best um uh, he'll he'll correct uh, correct me if i'm wrong um as far as what they're called but mm-hmm. um all all really good beers he knows what he's doing um and as an engineer well him and his wife are both in uh into it so it's a family project and uh uh but being an engineer he's very uh analytical in the way he makes it and it was you know it's not like throw a pinch here or do a dash there yeah and he has files and and uh, a pretty good uh understanding of what he's doing and Mm -hmm. uh just he tries to tweak it and but whenever they got married they um he had brewed all those beers for his wedding. Nice. Which is kind of cool. Oh, I love that. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, super fun time with him. 
got to hang out in Portland with him. Um, he was accommodating to my son, who was uh, was being a little bit of a pain sometimes, just being uh, thrown off with the jet lag and oh, being tired sure. and being yeah. out of his element and stuff. And I mean, he's seven year old, but he was he was very accommodating, and he also him and his wife do some pretty intense Lego building. Oh, nice! I did. Yeah, not... so like some. I don't massive, know if I knew that. Like, yeah. Um, and my son was kind of blown away by that. So, uh, many, 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 many thanks to him for having us out there. That was yeah. pretty sweet. Um, but that did have some good beers in Seattle and Portland and mm. and Alaska, which got a chance to do uh, breweries in all those three places. Um, um I think my favorite beer uh, was at in called Skagway. It was the town of Skagway. It was a nice little brewery they had there. So, I think any town anywhere has a brewery now. It has to, like a microbrew. Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, yeah. even, even if it's not, uh, even if it's not the best, uh, it's great because I, I don't know. Maybe it's just a weird like American dream thing. Like it's it's great to see that there's a place that um, you can go somewhere. And there's a small local business that um, everyone's ready to support um, yeah. because they're all drunks. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, but whatever. But, like, if there's not too many of them, it can't. It's like a can't fail. And if it's not a shithole, too. But yeah. It's like a can't fail type of thing. But yeah. And it just it's nice because I, I think that people are people do want to support local businesses. But a lot of times there's not. There's not a lot of opportunities to in, I don't know, in places, places I've been. There's yeah. still, you know, the big box stores are, they're kind of going away, but they're still there. The malls, it's all still there. I don't know. Beer's kind of this, this new slash last frontier of uh, local business. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Could could be way um, off base, but oh. that's just how I feel. Yeah, I I tend to I echo that thought. I um yeah, it, everywhere I went, I was trying new stuff and had a bunch of good ones. And with the the way the trip went and how fast it went for me, it's just like hard to like pick one down and say it was the best. Yeah, uh, it's, but they're all pretty cool places to go. So mm-hmm. I had a fun, I had a good time. But that's why I wasn't able to record the last couple of weeks. But yes, yes. Uh, how about you? Any crazy, crazy good beers? Um, I went to this place that I loved called Perfect Plain in mm-hmm. Pensacola, Florida. Oh, is that that place where you took us? No, no. Um, oh no, you're in Pensacola. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's funny because uh, OT and I were talking. We're like, man, you know, if we could have just <laughs> lived in Pensacola, oh, we would well. have been less unhappy. Because <laughs> yeah. like Pensacola, it, there's there's more in. I guess it's a less of a tourist town, a little bit less of a tourist town. It's still touristy, and you yeah. still need to drive a lot of places. Um, but it's less of. It's less of that trap. Like if 
everywhere that we could go out to eat was a place with like fried seafood um that you know sold tie-dyed t-shirts and they were they were in the tourism industry and boogie boards (laughs) yes alvin's island boy do i miss it um (laughs) yeah so it it just it's that's still there but it's less of that like they have uh, a bigger downtown with more stuff going on um when we were living in florida we really just went to the like the three or four bars and then towards the end we would really just kind of go to our friends houses and just right. hang out there um which was fun and you know as as much as i'm Glad I don't live at that place anymore. I did meet a lot of really good people. Uh, all of them happen to not be from that area. Uh, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> is what it is. But there's just there's more to do. And um, they've got a couple breweries. But we went to this place, Perfect Plain, and it was awesome. Just great beers. Um, the uh, setup was nice. They had They had small operation, probably like, uh at most i would say they had like a 15 barrel tank like they were making small uh small batch everything right and uh you know they they had um monday to monday they they had events they're doing different community things they had uh what are they called food trucks all that yeah um so it was just it was it was a really cool spot um the beers were really good and i just i enjoy that as someone who likes beer ot was kind of like oh it's weird that they have like all the tanks are out here but i just i enjoy that um you're kind of in it right and it's um it's clearly a uh, a beer focused place is people who probably you know put put away a lot of money borrowed a substantial amount of money just to get this thing off the ground and i don't, I don't know i just i appreciated everything about it uh and and they made some great beers i had a uh, coconut a smoked coconut porter mm-hmm. that was excellent um and uh yeah yeah, I had a couple other things. I had some some beers from Cigar City, which was a place I drank a lot of while I was living in Florida. Um, so it was nice to to get back to that. Have a few more of those. Um, yeah. But yeah, didn't um, didn't uh, didn't same like hit a couple breweries, but really wasn't wasn't throwing them back nonstop. So yeah. Stuff going on, so. Yeah. I was well. We ate. We were eating a ton, but you're on a cruise ship, and that's what you do. Um, sorry. Um, so I actually did a lot of more of the bourbon. I was having that. Yeah. Had my first old fashioned. Your first old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. When Matt hears this, he'll be so proud. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, I it was fine. It was too too uh, sweet. Hmm. A little bit too sweet. Yeah. That. It's a very, um, and not that this makes it good or bad, but it's a very simple cocktail. Yeah. Um, I suppose. It, it's definitely not like, 
I don't know. I, I feel like there's a ceiling on it. Yeah. But it's also, yeah. to be fair, kind of like whenever you order a Miller Lite or, or a High Life, it's always going to taste the same. Or yeah. Not, if, if, you know, there's yeah. going to be a slight variation, but there's the wiggle room is minimal. Yeah. Is maybe, well, maybe what I'm thinking. The, um, yeah, they had a, they had a whis- whiskey bar there on mm-hmm. the boat, which was pretty sweet. Whiskey and cigar bar. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. I didn't partake in that either. I was going to, but, you know, it's, it just takes a long time to, yeah. And, you know, There's too much to do. You have to dedicate some time to really just slowing down. And yeah, I get it for sure. I actually, I had a cigar by Perdomo. I've got a shitload of them here. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. yeah, Let me find the the one specifically I had. Yeah. It's the uh, craft series. So it's handcrafted for beer enthusiasts. Oh. And it's uh nice and light. It it uh smokes really easy and uh the flavors really light. Uh so you can still sip on your beer and actually uh taste what Enjoy. you're drinking. Yeah. Very cool. So pretty sweet. Uh I had yep. one of those on the beach. Enjoyed myself thoroughly. Very cool. Busted out the GoPro because I don't know. I <laughs> what? I just I enjoy that thing. It's fucking. <laughs> I don't I don't do anything cool, but I, I like playing with with the GoPro. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ryan had his out over the, at the on the trip. We went he's someone who time. should have one. He's someone yes. who does a lot of like interesting outdoorsy things. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. I forgot about this, too. Um, uh, Seattle's International Beer Festival was whenever I was in town. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got to have... I tried a ton of beers at the beer festival. Forgot all about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, they had this park right by the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. Um, and we walked up, and they're, hey, there's beer. And a lot of it. So we walked in and had a few. Which is nice. Yeah. Do I hate the people? I tell me if I'm wrong in hating these people. All right. Uh, the people with the, the pretzel necklace. Pretzel necklaces. Yeah. <laughs> hate them. Was that what you were gonna say? Oh yeah. Yeah, they're 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 weird, man. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> take it and rip it off. Just take a bite. <laughs> I see why you have this now. I, yes. I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that was cool. That was yeah, in the shadow of the space needle, it was pretty neat. Which was right beside the nice. Museum of Popular Culture. Which Ooh. was, if you go to Seattle, you have that to go there. That sounds awesome. I wanted to send you pictures, but I, it felt like I was bothering you too much, anyways. But like, I they have a horror not. section, and it's all <laughs> about horror shit. movies. Really? Um, That's awesome. And they also had a sci-fi fit section. So if I can scroll back here real quick, this will tie into the, the beer and the movies. So, Perfect. Um, uh, Klondike Gold Rush. I took some, place, some pictures of some cool places. 
A little mountain lake, which is awesome. Alright, let me get to it. Do you ever notice when you scroll up too fast on your pictures, it goes like way back to the <clears throat> first time you took a picture with your phone? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Alright, uh, so I got a picture of Freddy, his hat, his, uh, his sweatshirt, and the glove. They had all the original from the first movie. Um, uh, the Michael Myers mask and outfit. That is awesome. Um, I think this is a chainsaw from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There you go. Nice. Uh, Lilu Dallas multipass, her outfit. Nice. Um... That's streaming on Netflix right now, I think. Sweet. That's a great one to watch. Uh, Blades outfit. Nice. Um, oh, the ant or the. Nice. The xenomorph. Yep. Uh, all, all from all from the um, Evil Dead. Yeah, oh, that is sweet. Uh, Blair Witch Project. Nice, nice. So that was the video camera and the little stick figure. That guy, right next to the xenomorph. Ah, oh, nice. Face nice. hugger. Uh, oh, Gizmo. Hey, there you go. And My favorite Howie Mandel uh, role. Dude, that T is so cool. Can you see that? Yeah. It's Terminator. Uh, Terminator. Uh, oh, they had a lot of the um, the props from the T two or the T one thousand. Um. And had a Greedo. Oh, this is one of my favorites. It's all the hoverboards from from Back to the Future. All the Biff's gang. Yeah. All the really. All That's the, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Fuck, I got. Oh, I want to um, go there right now. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty sweet. Uh, Ghostbusters backpack. Um, all the pod from. Aliens. Nice. Yeah, they had a whole lot of HR gear. Yeah, so pretty sweet. And then at the top, so that was just like in the basement. And then at the, the top floor, they had a or this this thing was pretty sweet. Uh, they had a a Pearl Jam museum. <laughs> oh, fuck, I have to go, dude. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, they had like all kinds of like just knickknacks and like it was a pretty big room. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the the notes and stuff with. The song lyrics and stuff were written down. They had all like all the gold records and stuff on the walls. Uh, they must have really collaborated with them because they have a bunch of cool stuff. So nice. um, then they had a, they had a Nirvana section, and they, and they had a Prince section. I don't know why they had Prince because it wasn't he from Minnesota. He was yes. Um, but there here's a you'll probably recognize the sweater. That's uh, oh. in the Nirvana section. That's Kurt Cobain when he did uh, the Unplugged album. Mm -hmm. That was a sweater he was wearing. So, I've seen one and, of his yeah. guitars before. That was cool. Yeah, at the I uh, saw all Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland. Um, by the way, if anyone was wondering, oh, you, does not rock. You went there? Uh, yes. Yeah, I went there. I must have uh, nineteen. So, twelve years ago, Jesus Christ! <laughs> they had a traveling doors exhibit 
and I love the Doors. So that was the best part. The actual the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, aside from the architecture of the building being pretty cool, kind of lame. But, you know, like I said, Cleveland doesn't exactly rock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, holy shit. Like, I want to go to Seattle. I wanted to go to Seattle for some time now. Um, But, yeah, that that's the uh, the nail in the coffin there. Feel like uh, what is it like (laughs) like jewels when they're talking about uh, weed and (laughs) and, uh, Amsterdam. Fuck it, I'm going. (laughs) I'm fucking going. (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a good trip. Nice. Um, Well, good. I'm glad. Got to see some movies on the on the plane and on the ship. So. Nice. There we go. Um, yeah, all kinds of good stuff. More that's stuff awesome. than I can remember. Hey, but, that's all right. But why don't we get into movies? Yes. Uh, needs a strong word, um, but I'm out of beer. Yeah. So I don't even want to. I don't even want to break in the action. If you want to start introducing your assignment, I'll be right back with a fresh one. Sure. All right. Yep. All right, so Rim of the World, uh, streaming on Amazon, uh, no, not Amazon, on Netflix right now. It's a Netflix original, and I kind of wanted to watch this because it looked like it was one of those uh, kid-centered movies. I think they're trying to uh, do a little bit of uh, uh, piggybacking on Need or Stranger Things and trying to get that kind of thing. It's What it is is a... Uh, it's about four kids who uh, just stumble into the uh, apocalypse or an alien invasion. And these four kids, it's their story and how they have to save the world. And I was hoping it would give us, give me some of those, you know, stand by me or, um, well, the needful things or like an ET where the kids are the main focus and with grown up decisions, but still dealing with uh, kid type things. And, uh, it really wasn't. Uh, it was kind of. It was actually a pretty, pretty. I was thinking about having my son watch this, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm glad he didn't because it's pretty violent. Really, hmm. um, a lot of swearing, a lot of s words, no f bombs. Oh heck yeah! Um, the kids were annoying. No Gosh. one I really wanted to hang out with. You know, usually you have to have, you know, whether it's a Sandlot or whatever it is it's you got to have those kids you glom onto or can kind of you have to have that the kid that you can relate to right you know what i mean and all these kids no one could relate to any of these kids because they were all caricatures Mm. you know there was the yeah there was four kids and they're all kind of character caricatures but uh i wouldn't recommend it it's directed by mcg so there's that don't know if that has any gee anything for you but I don't know. yeah i don't know some where have people, you been mcgee some people um, at my last work used to call me that that was weird hmm. it's like i'm not crazy about this one it's not bad not bad with mcguire being my last name mm-hmm. and he mcgee does the same thing mc capital g mm-hmm. but yeah 
Well, he, his is kind of the same thing. His his name was he was born as Joseph McGinty, so M small C big G. Yeah. McGinty. McGinty. Hmm. But anyways, yeah, I gave this a five. Don't watch it. Okay. It's not even good for kids. I won't. It sounds um, promising, but I'm. I was I'm, hoping for I, more. I appreciate you uh, going out there and uh, being boots on the ground for this one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because well, yeah. you know what? You know the thing that's um, like it. The n- the new it's coming yeah, out. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's been on my mind again lately. Like uh, the kid from Stranger Things, Finn yep. Wolfhard, his character super annoying in uh, it. But that's why you liked him. Yeah. Like he was, well, and that was that was his character too. That was like that. that but um, a a ensemble of five of that character. Oh yeah, would be awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you no... you gotta have some some you need grounded characters, and I know I don't know, um, but I think maybe there's writers that that think like, oh, everyone's gonna be has to be a thing crazy, but like one of the things, and Matt could speak to more of this, but when we're and he's done a lot more than me. But one of the things I learned while I was at Second City is like, don't go for funny, go for honest. And the yep. funny, you find the, the fun funny come. in there. Yeah. Um, and you need, like, maybe it's not as flashy, but you need honest, grounded characters to make something work. Yeah. Like the one, the, there's a like, a, like a chubby, black, rich kid. There's the uh, very capable and almost... Uh, superhero, not superhero, but like the badass Asian girl. Mm-hmm. There's the boy that's like afraid of everything and like has his inhaler and stuff. And then there's like the juvenile delinquent kind of loner, boy. you know. So it's all like whatever. Yeah, you gotta have a point of view character. <clears throat> you do, which you can relate to. Yep. It's really, no two ways about it. Yeah. Well, speaking of kids. Kids, let's talk about hereditary. Let's talk about hereditary. Um, I'll gladly talk about that. There's a lot there. Um, hopefully, we can uh, get through it in a uh, a clean fashion. These eight point two beers, you know, you know. How it yes. Is. All right. So, hereditary was the um, horror darling of last year. Yes. Um, and it was written and directed by Ari Aster. Uh, I believe this is his first full-length outing. I'm looking right now. Uh, yes, yeah, he's yep. he did a bunch of shorts. Oh. Yep. Um, and and he just came out with one uh, yeah, summer, midsummer, midsummer, which is also getting really positive reception yeah although i read a couple things online about hereditary and they said yeah reviews were mixed but i did not hear a single person say a negative thing about this um, yeah i think the way i and in not to step up, i i don't know if i liked it but i will never forget it yeah that's, so that's hey, the that's way fair. i 
put it. And I, I did give it an eight, so yeah. I guess I did like it. <laughs> so after the family matriarch passes away, a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences and begin to unravel dark secrets. Um, so th- there's people in here. Millie Shapiro plays Charlie. Uh, Alex Wolf plays Peter. He was good. Um, Gabriel Byrne, who... Uh, we've seen before in things like, uh, Miller's Crossing, Usual Suspects, um, and the days. You got some, uh, she, what, fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she's amazing. (laughs) I, good. You're back. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to switch over my. See if I get a better one. Okay. Oh. Brad, come back. We need to talk about hereditary. Well, uh, the one thing that I know Brad and I are in agreement about is that Tony Collette is in hereditary. Is a woman oh man. Gets <laughs> this is. This is uh, podcasting at its finest. Um, dude, I got to give the MacBook props. I was listening to a song, and then when uh, I called Brad, it paused that song automatically, and then uh, that call just ended. And, uh, yeah, we're right back into Betty Wright. But uh, I don't know. That's kind of kind of a cool feature. Maybe I've just, you know just one and a half uh heavy brewskis in maybe that's why i'm impressed oh but i can't uh, all right he's coming back so let's focus up all right we're back yes yes all right so um i was just saying we're in agreement that tony collette is in this because i think you 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 lost me right before I said Tony Collette, and then mm-hmm. I heard you say Tony Collette is also in it. <laughs> um, not only is she in it, but uh, man, are her shoulders sore? Yeah, carrying this thing. She fucking she crushed it. Right, was phenomenal. Why and didn't she get she should like, nominated for anything? I yeah, I don't know why she was not nominated for Best Actress. She was great. Too. Not not even Great. yeah. I'm looking n- at no point. Oh, the AACTA International Awards. I know what that Good. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alliance of Women Film Journalists. At least they they got it. Well, I don't know. I don't know who won, but they nominated her for bravest performance. Really? That's fair. I don't know. It, I, I think it was the fucking. It was one of the best performances I've seen. In the past couple years. And I know that that's kind of a a like wide open statement. How many movies have I seen? Whatever. Um, But this is going to stick with me for sure. She was amazing. She was asked to do so much. I know. And And she went above and beyond that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because she, I mean, 
Gabriel Byrne was fine, and Alex Wolf was fine, mm -hmm. and, but they weren't asked to do a lot. Now, Alex Wolf was asked to do a little bit more mm -hmm. um, than Gabriel Byrne, but um, Tony Collette, yeah, it was all on her, and just you could feel the her angst and anxiousness and her uh, frustration and uh, like you every you could tell exactly how she was feeling. Yeah, and she just yeah acted her balls off. Yeah, and or there's they um they have little shortcuts here and there as far as like exposition, like they have the uh, the therapy scene uh, where it's just it's very exposition heavy uh, and it's all just laid out there. Yeah, but it all the thing about all those uh, those little cheats as I just said as I just called it um the thing about those is they feel like they belong yeah like she loses her mother and they go uh to this um so she goes to this this aa equivalent like this this coping with loss um meeting mm -hmm. and it makes sense that she would kind of spill her guts there so you know, it is it's exposition heavy, um, which is something that I I watched a lot of videos on this, um, <laughs> which is something oh, cool. that, that that's a good yeah. that's a good sign. Then. Yes, I well I'll I'll put all my cards on the table. I love this movie. Great, I really Great. loved this movie, um, and it's one of those things that like this is, um, you know, horror can be so many things. Um, this is one of the reasons that. This, this is one of the things, an example that I could point to to say that, like, this is why you can't just write off genre films. No. Nope. Yep. Um, and, yeah, especially done, I mean, so eloquently. Because, yeah, it's done phenomenally um, well. Um, the, uh, I, I was so shocked by a couple things that happened in this movie. And that's a, a tribute to the advertising too, the trailers, like the things that, that were going on in this, I, I had no idea. Totally caught me off guard. Um, there were a couple like mouth open, like, Oh fuck moments yeah. for me when I was watching this. And what, what I honestly loved a lot was the choices that the characters took. Mm -hmm. Like were they were so unmovie like, and more real life, like uh, yeah. the big incident that happened, and what what um, Peter does. Yeah, I was is, floored is by like, that. You never see that in movies, but you can totally see that someone doing what he did. Yeah, like how he reacts to it, like just, just it. It's so like surreal, and I'll I'll wake up tomorrow and everything's gonna be okay. Or yes. like what yep. the fuck? And I've just been happened? in that situation where I've done something stupid and gone to bed and had that like that feeling in your stomach that oh what yeah. did I do? I get that. Well, I had that this morning after I drank too much. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that so feeling I, in your stomach. I, I don't remember going to bed. Yeah, yeah, I've woken up with that feeling in my stomach a few times. Um, yeah, absolutely, and. I think the cinematography was amazing. I love oh, from, the, from the first shot. Yeah, going forward. Yeah, oh yeah. When they zoom in on the uh, the model 
the model house and the dad walks in. Yeah, it it, it just I guess they built that entire house. So I, they um I mean this is something I I picked up when I was reading and watching. I I don't know. I I spent a lot of time after this movie thinking about this movie and I want to watch it again soon. Um but yeah, I I guess they built that entire house and that's um it feels like it and it shows and they, and they're able to they they have so many shots because it's not a uh what like a set with a three-quarter room yeah it's a room that they set up and shot it and uh there's some really great just dark static shots where you kind of let your um your mind just gets to playing with you like what oh is yeah in and in the dark it, and you, where you don't know if you're seeing what you're seeing right until you see then you really do see it and you're like holy shit yeah was that there the whole time yeah it's awesome awesome cinematography yeah. um and just a really great i was really um so it's a little over two hours two hour movie for like the first hour i was really like down and it was just depressing and sad and when tony collette's like down on all fours saying i just want to die i was i was like this is so it was i didn't want to look away but it was just so raw and and just so like i don't know everything like you said the the choices were not movie choices the choices felt like life choices yeah and and her performance was just so good like i said when um when she's down on all fours just begging to die is like it was so sad and so resonant like i just felt like yeah i bet she does yeah um and just that's just a testament to the movie i was just so invested from from start to finish um and uh there's just wild like levels of symbolism and stuff in it with just between like her making the um i was i was on the lookout from the start because i knew that this was this movie was you know getting words tossed around like amazing and brilliant and incredible game changer all that stuff um so i particularly like latched on to the um the dollhouse thing Mm -hmm. right away uh just because i i just felt like why are they making such a big point about this uh this this is clearly some sort of focal point it's going to come back uh and it's just i think that the symbolism in that is so phenomenal of like they just she's making these dollhouses and she's making these decisions but on a on more of a macro scale um with with her bloodline her her her, the whole hereditary idea with the bloodline like all these decisions have been made and they're just kind of in this real world dollhouse where it doesn't matter what they do like this uh the the cult at the end they're going to get their leader get their way yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm just i'm kind of dancing around stuff here the dollhouse is like some kind of you know she has no control what's going on under outside of or in the big house but in that small house she has that control she yeah can, she can make her decisions and make the people like her house is under her thumb yep 
almost literally and but when you pan back out to the big house like she has no control and it's yeah it's that's an interesting point yeah yeah um i i thought there was some really really good stuff going on in this movie and uh it's streaming on amazon prime i strongly 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 recommend it uh i'm a i I'm dancing around some stuff, you know. There's yeah. there's huge things that go on in this movie. Well, this, that's the shocking thing about this is that this isn't a meme movie. Like no. this, that the things that you like, there's things in here that should be everyone should. Be, it's cr- so criminally criminally underexposed or talked about. Like, mm-hmm. like it it should be like on it should be. Uh, a reference point like you know what i mean a movie that people talk about and you know don't do a hereditary or you know whatever yeah yeah speaking about edibles <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah dude i i thought this movie was fantastic i i uh, rated it a nine on imdb um i really want to watch it again and it just it there it runs that risk there's dream sequences involved and dream sequences are always dream sequences to me feel like high risk low reward yeah yeah um but they were able to pull everything out of out of it um and and i thought it was a really good even without the horror at its core it's a really good story about coping with loss yes for sure it's um yeah i mean in many ways you know whether it's um you know different kind of family member yeah it's just it's a yeah it, 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 you know like i i look at my life and i you know I have things go wrong and mm-hmm. shitty days and stuff like that, but I haven't had, and thankfully I haven't had that kind of life altering event happen to me yeah. that absolutely changes your life forever. And there's no going back to happy. Yeah. And like people go through that mm-hmm. often, you know, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of people out there, whether, you know, whether it's a, a child dying or someone, you know, uh, uh, you know, people, well, hell, people coming back from, uh, in the military, coming back with PTSD and, um, all that's like life altering things that like a lot of people out there will never be as happy as I am today, even though I had a lousy day, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and it's, it, it is perspective changing. Uh, that's, that's why I love movies. It, It gets you into that world and it's, kind of a trite thing to say that movies help me understand the world but no i don't think so at all i i especially like you know art is a big part of art is human expression Mm -hmm. um and we don't all i i'm a firm believer that we're all capable of empathy and all capable of understanding um and there's just some of us that just aren't open to it or or receptive to to it um, but you know, you can use art as a point of empathy. I definitely don't think that that's a ridiculous statement by you at all. I think that's, it's a, it's a, 
very reasonable statement. I, a very real statement. Um, and maybe it's just because I feel the same way. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I look at a movie like The Hurt Locker, mm-hmm. and that like makes you. It well, it doesn't make you understand, but it gives you a glimpse into what. You know. Yeah. PTSD or what people coming back, whether it's that or not, what what they have to go through in order to just do a job mm-hmm. and it it'll stay with them you know these 18 19 and 20 year old kids going over and yeah fucking it's fucking gross they have to live with that for their whole life yeah. and it's just like when you know people have been doing it for fuck thousands of years mm-hmm. so thank god I, I never had to go through it yeah but, yeah uh yeah very impactful movie i'm glad i'm really happy you liked it oh, i loved it big fan I don't know. I thought I you'd seen it, but don't know if it can uh, beat Spider-Man um, into the Spider-Verse. But mm. it's up there as far as like movies from last year that uh, stand out to me. Very cool. <laughs> Spider-Verse was just can't touch it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, well, I watched that this week. Too. Nice. Did yeah, you, it was on. Did you enjoy your second go round? Yeah, yeah. There was. I mean, in. Um, in the ship, there was a movie. Ch- there's like four movie channels. There was action. There was comedy. There was family and drama. Mm-hmm. And we, I just and it was in all those. just running probably like the same six movies on each channel. Yeah. So I'd catch parts of it here and there. As it was a safe movie to watch when Liam was in and out of the room. So mm-hmm. not that there was a whole bunch of. Bad movies. But. <laughs> Not a bunch of Skinamax. That's weird. No, no, that would have been weird. Uh, Green Book was showing, but I didn't ever get. I never was able to catch it whenever it was going for the whole time. So, a little disappointed. I want to yeah. see that, especially uh, yeah. since it's Best Picture winner from last year. I do. And we too. call ourselves a movie podcast. I know. Well, you know, we're we're the people's movie podcast. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> not everyone. Not everyone can. I don't know which people. Um, but we're the people's movie podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everyone can get out and see everything all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Hereditary. Go. You can Please. go see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, thank you for assigning it to me. I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, I did get to see uh, one, one, two, three, four. Six different movies that I could talk about. One of the movies Why not? I'm going to sign you later. Okay. But I, as much as you like Hereditary, I loved Apollo 11. Okay. Um. So, but we'll talk about that next week. When we, well, I guess we could do our assignments now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's and let's talk, get into it now, and then we'll uh yeah. we'll talk some extras. So Apollo 11 is streaming yep. on Hulu. And on if you have cable and a DVR, you could probably uh, record it off of CNN because it's a CNN movie, nice. which is kind of weird. But um, somehow they got to. Never works. I, I I really can't wait to talk about this movie because cool. it. And I know I talked to Devin, uh, and both him and his and uh, his wife loved it too. So perfect. Um, we talked a, a good bit about it as well. So. Um, yeah, so Paul 11 for next week. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and for you, Johnny Knoxville, he's back. Ah, oh, highbrow stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah, you've seen Hereditary. Yes, 
now it's time for action point. Yes. So do you know the story behind this? No, I don't. There is a notorious like water park or um, amusement park or theme park or something like that in New Jersey that really had like killed people and like <laughs> it was designed to kill people like be <laughs> crazy like um I, I'll, I'll get more into it because I'm, I'm I think there's a documentary about it and I have to look it up mm-hmm. I know there's a short like documentary on it but it was like you know they had like underage kids running the place they had um <laughs> like all the kids that like you could like as kids they can go get beer and it it was just uh, crazy times in like the mid '80s or something like it, mid to late '80s, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess this is the live action on this. So I'll do some more digging on it and maybe watch a documentary or so on it. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. And uh, we'll get back. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating story. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Nice, cool. Well, I'm I'm into it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll be talking Apollo Eleven. And Action Point next week. Both those are streaming on Hulu. Uh, but, you know, say you want to wait till you hear what we have to say or you don't have Hulu because you're crazy. Um, I think Hulu is great, by the way. Just say, you know, non, uh, non-ad. Non-ad. But yeah. I'm a big fan of Hulu. Yes, um, I, I've come to really like it as well. Yeah. It's I I hate to say it. I don't think it ever come to this, but it does cross my mind every now and then when I'm flipping around Netflix or I'm like, why do I have this? It's 10 bucks. Why would I not? Uh, we're a movie podcast, you know, but yeah. ever since ever since Hulu came into my life, I think that more. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know. I get it. Yeah, not not really relevant to the topic, uh, because streaming on Amazon Prime, a little movie from 1989, is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, what's what is his name? Uh, Keanu Reeves was actually just down here. Oh yeah, yeah, of course uh, it was. Yeah, he was filming uh, filming a flick, and uh, Keanu Reeves is like. Everyone's obsessed with him again all of a sudden. Yeah, he's had this resurgence. Well, it's just, it's, I guess he's just, he's uh, like notorious nice guy and yeah. very memeable. Yes. Like when he, he takes pictures with, with women, he like doesn't touch them. He just like has his arm around their aura. I don't know. <laughs> nice. um, which, you know. Do you think, Ted? Um, yeah. But yeah, like people have like re fallen in love with him, uh, which I'm all for. I'm I'm a fan of Keanu's, and he's unfortunately a very like tragic figure. Um, his like this, it's like you know he he becomes a movie star and you know yeah. world at your fingertips, and and then like, everyone's laughing at you for the next. 15 years for some reason well reason. not only that but like he he had uh, his wife his like estranged wife was carrying their child and died in a car accident or was no. with their child you know what i think i heard that yeah it's like it's a really like tragic story 
Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's experiencing a bit of res- of a resurgence, and he was filming something down here. And I guess someone saw him, and they put up a sign in their lawn that said "You're breathtaking." And he like came by, and he like wrote on the other side. He like wrote "You're breathtaking" and signed it. And I don't know. That seems cool. like a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and just I don't know. Speaking of loss and all that, like uh, all the stuff in Hereditary, like yeah. fuck, I don't know how you pick up the pieces, That's, but he's yeah. Yeah, you know, good on him. And he uh, seems like he's got cool hobbies, (laughs) building building motorcycles. Well, Ryan was saying that, like, in order to get into the John Wick movies and stuff, he actually went and learned a lot about um, firearms and stuff. Yeah. To be able to handle them and and do all the right things, you know, whatever. I would love to do something like that. Like, I just think that's, I'm I'm not even like necessarily a gun guy, but like, I just think it's cool. Ever since I saw uh, Thomas Jane's The Punisher. Yeah. I had that on DVD and I was like watching the extras and it's like, oh, to prepare for this role, I, I did like shooting or, or I did like, you know, arms training with navy seals and i was like damn that's fucking cool yeah uh but yeah yeah sorry to kind of step on your well no well it to 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 go with that it's he ended up he's now shooting like competition style yeah like he, he's doing now like competition he got that into it so mm-hmm. um yeah it ryan always says um that he He's such a bad actor. He smokes, but yet he's not believable whenever he smokes on camera. <laughs> well, that's I, that's why I think he was so perfect in The Matrix. Yeah. is Because he was so dumbfounded whoa. by what was going on. Around yeah. Him. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. <laughs> but, he, but also, he knows Kung Fu. Yes. <laughs> he, had, he learned Kung Fu, yes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, Bill and Ted's really good movie. Mm. Bogus Journey was also really good. Dude, I'm Bogus Journey is so underrated. Oh yeah, it's really good. Underappreciated. Um, yeah, and George Carlin, you gotta love it. I was just gonna say that. Can't Rufus. beat it. Rufus. <sighs> Wild Stallions, baby. Yeah. They're coming back. They are. Bill and Ted face the music 2020. Um. And the only Kiss song I really like is uh, at the end of that. Oh, okay. Uh, God gave rock and roll to you. Yep. I, it's it's actually a good song, like a really good song. Or it's not really a good song, but it's one that I like, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's one from my childhood. So there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for me, uh, another classic movie, a mm. uh, movie I really like, and it's clever writing. Wonder, I don't even know who directed this, but um, the movie Clue, yeah, streaming on Amazon. Um, and from 1985, directed by Jonathan Lynn, of course. Story by John Landis. Yeah, I was there looking at that. Talk about tragic there too. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a great had, cast of characters. He had a son um, named Max Landis. That is a tragedy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fucking hate yeah. that kid. <laughs> he's probably yeah. older. Th- he's probably older than me, but I yeah. fucking hate Max Landis. He's he does seem punk like a bitch. Kid. 
Yeah. But he did write he he wrote World War Z, right? Uh the movie? No, the book. No, that was Max. Um uh, fuck. World Zombie Survivor. The Max Max What? Max Brooks. Max Brooks, that's it's right. One of the Brooks brothers. Yes. <laughs> He's the one that writes stuff. Yeah. The other one makes suits. Yeah, uh Max Landis I... wrote Bright American Ultra. Oh, that's right. You know. He wrote something that um didn't he? Didn't he write something that was like, oh, Chronicle. People loved Chronicle. I did not like Chronicle. Oh, Chronicle, I really like. Yeah. I really did like it. I just. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'm lost in the sauce. World War Z2 is in development. Mm -hmm. Starring Brad Pitt. Oh, he's back? Directed and directed by David Fincher. That'd be a. That'd be a movie right there. And writers Max Brooks. I heard, I know, yeah, I heard an uh, interview with Max Brooks. I think mm-hmm. Kevin Smith interviewed him on some podcast years ago, mm-hmm. and I listened to it, and I really liked I liked him. I don't know why, well, yeah, I just mixed them up because they're two Maxes, and they're white, kind of white. No, maybe not. Kind of white. That's it. <laughs> Larry's not white. He's clear. <laughs> Space Jam. I know. <laughs> I, I, I could tell by how you were laughing. You knew, but, but you know, there's yeah, three other. That's people. A, such there's a great three other people that are going to hear that joke. So I know. <laughs> um, that's such a the delivery in that, even as Michael Jordan's so stiff. Yeah. What do you mean? Larry's Larry's white. Larry's not. Larry's white. not white. He's, He's clear. Such a great delivery. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Anyways, um, so yeah, let me, yeah, uh, so Clue, anyways, back to Clue, uh, really good writing, reminds me of like a, oh shit, what's the guy's name, who did um, all the uh, Best in Show, oh, uh, shit, uh, mascots, <laughs> what, mascots, Yes. Um, Damn it. Christopher Guest. Guest, yes. Um, it re- oh, no. Reminds me of that kind of writing. Dog. Oh, Clue? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, hey, buddy. Uh, looks like we got a guest on the show. Heck, yeah. Oh, he went to the fair, and he won stuff. Well, come say hi to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. Well, he can't hey, Liam. What's up, man? Oh, I guess he can't hear me. <laughs> Here. Tell him how much you like Devin. What's up, I man? like Devin a lot. Yeah, he seems like a pretty cool guy. I took What'd you guys you like around us? Portland. Mm-hmm. Not bad. What'd you get at the fair, man? Nice little uh oh, little trumpet. Tell me where you were. Hmm. 
Tell them where you were. Circus. Nice. Fail. Fail. Ah, even fair. better. Here. All right. Talk to you later, bud. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Good dude. Good dude. Pretty good. Got a little trumpet action. Yes. Down, uh, come down uh, to Jazzland. Mm-hmm. He's a big trumpet supporter. Yeah. Played. Uh, I played trumpet briefly. Never, I did too. Never any good. I was a lot better in my mind. Mm-hmm. I actually still have my trumpet. It was my grandfather's, and he let me use it. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it's mine. As Hi. insane as this sounds. I don't think I have the lung capacity that I had as an eighth grader. <laughs> as an eighth grader. I don't know. Why would that be? Let me uh, take another swig off this beer and uh, take a drag off this uh, jazz cigarette. <laughs> and uh, not run around all day. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so... First off, awesome, awesome fair win by Liam, mm-hmm. um, and Clue. Clue's great. Clue. I like. Clue's I, good. I love that Clue knows exactly what it is and knows exactly how to play it. Yes, uh, the writing is really good. All the characters are spot on, and it just it just works. I think it still holds up. I'll watch it right now. I'll watch it. I'll watch it right now. Just an hour and 40 minutes later. Yeah. And I'm back. Um, all right. Yeah. So, Clue, watch that. It's on Amazon. Mm. Uh, Clue, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, both Amazon Prime. Uh, both got uh, the Bruneview stamp. Stamp of stamp approval. Stamp of approval. Approval. There you go. Perfect. And uh, with that, you know, we we saw some, uh, we had some time. We saw some extracurriculars. Yes, we did. Um, sure, yeah. Um, I saw I saw four 2019 movies and nice. three 2018 movies. Oh, so yeah, I've been hitting all the new ones, and only one of them just. Uh, two of them mm. blew my socks off. Okay. And, and Apollo 11 we'll talk about next week. Yes. Um, that was the one that blew my socks off. Um, so I'll start real quick. I'll get some of the crap out of the way. Mm. Um, Pet Cemetery, from 2019. Right. Um, it stars Jason Clark and John Lithgow and uh, who else? Amy Sizmet, Sizmet, Sizmet. Um, so this is a remake of the original Pet Cemetery. And you've seen the original Pet Cemetery, originally, sure, yes. right? Yeah. And there's a lot of like memorable scenes for that movie. You know, mm-hmm. cutting the hamstring uh, gauge out on the on the uh, the road, uh, the the shoe kind of rolling mm-hmm. in slow motion. Um, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> yep. Uh, so this movie is, 
not a shot. It's not shot for shot remake. But the original Pet Cemetery was very faithful to the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is as well. But for time constraints, like the original book is really long. And these two movies, like this movie's an hour and 41 minutes. So you can't really go too super deep. Um, and I've come to the fact or come to the uh, realization that I really like Jason Clark. I used to not know if I liked him <laughs> based on some of the characters he played. Yeah. Um, but I'm coming, I'm coming to like him quite a bit. And whenever he shows up on screen, I'm kind of happy. Um, oh, like I, re- you know, where I first really liked him, it was in uh, Zero Dark Thirty, okay. where he's he's the guy doing the the waterboarding and stuff. He's the CIA agent on the ground, like it, where she goes, she goes to him for the intelligence and stuff. Anyways, um, this is not good. Um, it was way too self-aware. Mm-hmm. They actually twice they did so um john lithgow plays the uh what's the old guy's name originally um ed ed not edwin um fred gwynn fred gwynn yeah (laughs) mother um uh so (laughs) mother when he plays that character, Fred Gwynn's character, and so he's looking for the child that has been resurrected. And we all know Pet Cemetery. And I don't give a shit if I'm ruining this movie for anybody. Um, yeah, you had there, a, you had a good run if you uh, made it this far without Pet Cemetery spoilers, right? So we all remember the scene where he his his hamstring gets cut, yes, or his uh, Achilles get cut. Well, the character is walking through a bedroom, and he, underneath the bed, there's a shot looking out, and you're seeing his 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 feet are in sandals or in, in slippers, and you just see his Achilles just laying right there, like right there, right in front of it, and it's just begging you to, like they want you to expect it. Got you it. know, here it comes, here it comes, and then it doesn't come, but then it comes like not even three minutes later where he gets his Achilles slice. And it's like, and then with the thing on um, the kid getting hit on the road, we all remember that kid runs out on the road, gets hit by a big truck. Well, the kid runs out on the road. Here comes a big truck. Oh, but this dad gets him this time. But the daughter's standing a couple feet down the road. She gets hit. So it's like they're, they're, they're very aware of that. You've seen the original because you're coming to see this one. Yeah. So yeah, no one else is seeing this movie, <laughs> right? And unfortunately, it just—it was like, what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I just didn't understand what why they were doing making those choices, and like, you know, Jason Clark was fine. Other than that, it was just like I'd rather go watch it. and as because the other one isn't like great, but it's a good horror movie. Yeah, you know, it's a great premise, and well, it was, came from a great you know book. But yeah, fuck this movie. Five, dude. I I think that um, there's kind of this newer. I don't know if trends the right word, but as far as like critiquing goes, there's this 
this idea that's kind of being floated out there now that like subverting expectations is inherently good. Yes. Um, you can subvert expectations and still be disappointing. Yeah. Um, you can, you know, subvert expectations by playing on people's knowledge of the source material. Uh, but you know, that doesn't make it engaging. That doesn't make it good. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's just something, something I, I run across a lot and like in defensive, uh, the new Star Wars, for example, the latest um, Last Jedi. Yes, the Last Jedi, the latest Jedi, the latest um, Jedi, the latest Jedi, the last Jedi. It's like, well, you know, it it wasn't what I was thinking, but it subverted my expectations. Great, but did it still have that weird casino scene that was completely irrelevant to towards pushing yeah. the plot forward? Yeah, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. That subverted my expectations. <laughs> um, not good. Yeah, so I, I think that there's been this kind of push lately to kind of like, hey, well, you know what? It subverted expectations. It's like, okay. That should be our next podcast. Yeah. Subverted expectations. That's the, 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 the sequel to Great Expectations. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't know. So anyway, like on on Tinder, I say I'm a fucking millionaire entrepreneur. Mm. And we show up and I can barely pay the uh, tab. It's like, well, were your expectations yeah. subverted? That's pretty good, right? Pretty good, pretty right? Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you actually broke as that, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> How you like I, me I put, now? Yeah. I put your expectations on their back and yeah. had my way with them. Yeah. I was like, well, I was kind of expecting. It's like, well, but I subverted those. I subverted your expectations. So hmm. pretty good. Hmm. So are you going to subvert mine? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't planning on getting laid tonight. <laughs> These expectations aren't going to suck themselves. What? <laughs> uh, uh, Weird. So yeah, uh, yeah. Pet Cemetery disappointing. I wasn't <sighs> expecting sucks. a lot, but <laughs> I guess my expectations were. Right where <laughs> your expectations were met, yes. Right so it's a good movie, yes, because it it delivered on what you were expecting. I was hoping for <laughs> stuff, but I wasn't expecting anything. Yeah, yeah. You hope for a handy on the first date. Yeah. Don't expect it. No. It'd be um, nice. Yeah. Uh, how about you? You go ping pong back well, and forth. Well, I'm glad yeah. you asked. Uh, I watched Spider-Man: Far From Home. Nice. That was me. It was. Uh, yeah, you were far from home. I was. But you know, you re- you remained uh, true to your country, a patriot through and through. That's right. Yeah. So actually, I actually appreciate that. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. No, I actually didn't even leave. Well, I guess I was on the boat, so I was in international waters, but I didn't, never stepped on foreign soil. Hell yeah. That's. I hope they put that on my tombstone. Um, I mean, there were a lot of, well, I was trying, I was going to make a joke there, but it was at the risk. 
at the expense of some homeless people. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pull back. Well, no, you know what? I'm just going to say I did s- nearly step on some soiled foreigns. Oh, <laughs> that's that's pretty good, actually. Uh, America's not that uh, gold-paved street you were sold. They, nope. But you know what? America subverted your expectations. So That's right. So it's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Yeah. Fuck, we have a homeless problem in this country. Jesus. Jesus Christ, yeah. Tell me about it. Fucking under... There's camps under I-10. Yeah. Um. Anyways. It seems actually pretty easily solvable, but, you know, some people would have to give up their... Not even give up their fortune. Give up a piece of their fortune. And yeah. that's just too much to ask in the uh, land of opportunity. Uh, I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was okay. okay. Really liked Mysterio. Really liked Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah. Love Tom Holland still. Um, I'm a little worried with uh, the outfit and stuff. For, it almost looked too 80s villain-ish. Like with the, it all, you know what I mean? It all works in the context of the plot. Okay. I will... Yeah, I definitely know what you're saying. It it just it doesn't fit in the not that the Marvel universe is gritty realistic, but it's more grounded than say the cartoons, the X-Men and Spider-Man cartoons of the 90s. Yeah. And and the things prior. Um What uh, uh better or worse than uh The Vulture? Uh no, definitely not as good as the Vulture. I mean, okay. Michael Keaton was fantastic. Yeah, well, that's um, what I was. You said he was really good. I didn't know like how good. I he he's uh, he's a different kind of villain. Mm-hmm. Um, but it honestly it feels it feels kind of lost in the wake of Endgame. Yeah. It feels like like you went from something where the stakes were so high. Yeah. Uh that it it was kind of tough. It not that it can't be done. I think it can be done. Um you know, I I don't think the individual stories are anywhere near over. I think that they just have to kind of reformulate and it's a it's kind of a new world to navigate. Um it, it just didn't feel like, uh, just especially with how connected it is to Endgame and how, yeah. um, I guess, Marvel movies going forward are going to be referencing using kind of Endgame as a reference point. Um, they talk about the, uh, the five-year gap. They refer to it. They kind of, you know, do a little little jokiness. They call it the blip. Um, and they, there was, um, one kind of funny, they were like interviewing a high school student and he was like, I was a younger brother. And then all of a sudden I'm my older brother's older, older brother, um, stuff like that. Uh, so, so, you know, they kind of poke fun at it, but it just never felt, um, I never felt like, uh, it was never edge of my seat, which right. I expect from an action movie. Um, but 
I think I texted you this, and I will say this. The mid-credit scene itself is worth the price of admission. Really? So, I mean, take hmm. take that as you will. That It was so good. Really? Yeah. It was um, huge implications, big-time fan service. It, it was awesome. It was really good. No, I'm. Is it Spider-Man? Um, uh, based. It is. Yes. Or okay. Well, then I have an inkling. Then I imagine, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it was. I didn't see it coming. It was pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I liked. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, and I like Mysterio. Going back to talking about like the '90s cartoon, like I remember. Mysterio from the Saturday morning Spider-Man. I don't know what it was called. If it was the Adventures of Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, maybe. I don't um, know. Yeah. But yeah, it, the one that ran alongside X-Men and the uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin. Um, or Batman the Animated Series. It became mm-hmm. Batman and Robin later. Batman and Robin, yeah. But that's... I love that show. Whole nother rabbit hole. Um... Yeah, so Far From Home, kind of like 6.5, 7 area. Okay. Uh, but that mid credit scene was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Excuse me? Hmm. Um, uh, well, I'll stay in the superhero realm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me here, I got a cough. You are good. I've been doing it all night. It's part of life. Okay. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, Shazam. That's Damn. Spelled with uh, exclamation point. Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain Marvel. Starring Zachary Levi, Mark Strong, and Adam Adam Brody. Oh, shouldn't say that. Not one bit. That's a spoiler alert. alert. Um, yeah. It was okay. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, they try to tie it in a loosely with the the current DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there is references to Sp- or, uh, Superman and Batman, um, so that it's in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, little couple little digs at Aquaman, uh, but like they tried to be funny and make it very buddy. Like, uh, if you know the story of Shazam, Billy Batson turned meets a wizard. He has to grab a stick. Oh my! And then God. they turns into a superhero. What? It's very, very weird. It's his staff. Sorry, not a stick. Yeah. Um, but so, anyways, he goes from a boy to a superhero, and he acts that way. He's a boy acting as a superhero. It's like big. And uh, huh? It's like big. Yeah, kind of like yes. Oh. Literally, literally, they were on a big giant piano. Like, <laughs> literally, that happened. That's there you go. That happened inside the movie. So, yeah, uh, they did. They missed a little bit with the whole funny, friendly uh, thing. He's fine. Zach Levi's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He's actually Mark in uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel right now. He's really good oh, in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a good actor, and he 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 tried his hardest for this, but I think the writing was a little not there uh, for some reason. I it was just okay. Um, uh, one of those movies I'd like to have taken or had Liam watch, but there's some pretty like right now, you know, night terrors are a real thing. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those movies that probably could give a seven-year-old night terrors. Um, well, good thing I uh, sent you guys Paranorman on and Well, you know what? So we just started go. warming up to that. Okay. We were now played <laughs> in, in the car when we go places. So Really? Yes, yes. It's, it's starting to uh, get it's, there. Yes, it's a good so. flick. Yep. It's starting to, to warm up. So. Um, but yeah, Shazam, I, it's okay. Um I didn't hate it at all. I gave it a six. Mm. Um, and it's just, Sounds I don't know. like it could have been better. Could have been. Could have been better. But I'm sure there's going to be more stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. For that. DC's, they're still working on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They'll figure it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I also saw Toy Story 4. Nice. I should have uh, let Liam down here to yeah. review this with you. Yeah. Um, so have you seen this? Nope. That's, uh, uh my wife and I still aren't talking because <laughs> she went and saw it without me. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Um, mm-hmm. Toy Story, uh, this is, when you talk about a, a franchise that I grew up with, mm-hmm. um, this is I remember seeing Toy Story with my dad and my brother uh, at the uh, Hodgkins AMC that is no longer there hmm. in 1995. So anyways, um, I'm a big fan of this franchise. I think that it has stayed. Um, I think that every single movie has been exceptionally good. Um, I would say Toy Story and Toy Story 2. You like one or the other more. Yeah. Toy Story and Toy Story 2 are tens for me. I think Mm. they're they're, um, master classes in storytelling, honestly. Like, I just think think that they are so exceptionally good that they are in that upper echelon of of cinema. Um, Mm. And three was really, really good. And four is, in my opinion, really, really good. Good. Um, good. So the thing that I love, that I loved about four, and uh, I think it's it kind of harkens back to two, which was w- one of the great things about Toy Story 2, is there was a villain in The Prospector. Yes. With uh, motivation that made perfect sense his his um reason for wanting woody to be part of the collection his his goals made perfect sense they were they're totally logical and totally not like full-on evil i guess um and the the only reason that they were a bad plan in the viewer's mind is because woody's the pov character 
and you're rooting for him and the prospector's goals directly compete with Woody's goals. Right. Um, and the same thing happens here. It's, it's a little less effective, um, yeah. but it is the same uh, idea. So the, so the, uh, the villain of the movie is, uh, shoot, what is her name? Forky. No. Gabby Gabby. <laughs> yes, Gabby Gabby, um, played by Christina Hendricks. Forky um, <laughs> was was pretty funny. Um, Liam liked Forky. Yeah, pretty well played because he just kind of started out as just like comedic relief. Um, but he ended up being a, a, a pretty, you know, playing a pivotal role. And uh, obviously as a Arrested Development fanatic, uh, Tony Hale doing the voice was oh, right, yeah. right up my alley yeah buster bluth um but yeah i i uh so gabby gabby is the villain um but when you watch it it's the the um the way the narrative unfolds is just really well done and ultimately you're like oh okay well i see you know <laughs> i see where she's coming from which is like the best worst like you don't want to identify with the villain but then all of a sudden it it gets you and i think pixar movies are they do a really good job of provoking emotions yeah um where yeah because well whether it's well yeah because in one and three you get evil characters just acting evil mm -hmm. where where you're saying like they're just i want this thing for a reason and you want it for another reason that's yeah you know sid is a bad kid yeah, but um, Gabby Gabby and the Prospector in two and four, their goals clash with the goals of the main characters. But their goals, though, there's kind of this, um, you know, malicious cloud over them um, since your POV character is Woody. Uh, their goals, they're not unreasonable or unfounded or they're relatable and understandable and they make sense and i think that's what makes the villains compelling Mm -hmm. is you you're like well you know in another time in another place i might want this person to win um yeah so that's what i think is just so phenomenal about this series um pixar you know they always do a good job they're pretty much decidedly 99 out of 100 at this point. Um, and they did it again. And speaking of uh, Keanu Reeves, he played uh, Canada's bravest uh, stuntman, Duke Kaboom, and he was hilarious. Oh, cool. Yeah. Kind of like uh, an evil Knievel. Yes. <laughs> evil evil Knievel with like a big uh, maple uh, leaf on his chest. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was a great character. It was pretty funny. Um and there was a moment, there was actually something that I, as I'm 31 now, I was, like, going to leave the theater, like, distraught. Like, this isn't right. How how could they do this? Mm. Um, there's actually, there's a moment that, um, between Woody and Buzz, that is just fucking awesome. Like, like cool. it just, it, at first, it's like wait a minute, that's not right. Like, this isn't okay. Like, 
you have all this history together. Um, but they do deliver on it, and I'm definitely a sucker for that. Uh, no, no tears. I'm not really. We've talked about this before. Not not really a big crier at movies, but mm-hmm. um, definitely a very sweet, very uh, fulfilling moment. So cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Give it an eight. It's trending at about an eight point two, but so you know, strongly recommend nonetheless. Well, eight's very high, so never mind. <laughs> yes, it is. You're you're all right. I'll forgive you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Uh, what do I want to talk about? Two movies that. One was all right. Crazy Rich Asians. It's okay. Right. It's a rom-com. OT was a fan. Uh, Brooke, Brooke liked it. Um, we got to see that on the on the boat. Um, it, yeah, it was fine. It was, um, but it, it's the same story. Just, you know what I mean? It didn't really break any new ground. Yeah, just different, you know? Um I mean, I guess they did in the fact that everyone was Asian. Different. Which is yeah. good. Yeah. I mean, that's breaking ground, I suppose. Um, Diverse actors, same story. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then a uh, movie that was kind of just boring. Uh, First Man. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, you are the second person I've heard this week on a podcast say it was kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I like, if you're going to watch a movie about the Apollo 11 trip i guess you could call it a trip um it's a journey of sorts journey yeah uh oh fuck there's a great imdb i go i just want to talk about paul 11 <laughs> there's a great imdb fact like if you if you scroll like, first of all um why can't all apps be like imdb there's so much information. like i love it so much right it's I so actually good. I hate it right now because it signed me out, and I don't know my sign-in. But no. luckily, um, I have it on my desktop, so I'll be able to get back in there. Um, so one of the things they do, like they have all pretty much every factoid you could have about a movie. Not everyone, like you know, but like a lot of just information, you know, box office, technical specs, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. And one of the things they have is filming locations. Yeah. And what I love about this movie so much is that one of the filming locations was the Sea of Tranquility, the moon, space. <laughs> I think that's it's the only awesome. movie that ha- has that as one of the filming locations. Am I Probably, right? It's got to be. I mean, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Apollo 11. I'm going to look that up right now. Just obviously, I believe you, but. I just, I don't know. Seems fun. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So first man, if you, well, whatever. It's it's a story of uh, Neil Armstrong, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know. It just was boring, man. Like I guess I saw this after I saw Paul Eleven, so it just just couldn't hold up. It really couldn't. And then it, um, I don't know. We'll talk more about it next week. So for sure, yeah. Um, and I guess the last one I want to talk about kind of is I saw a movie, a documentary called Iron Cowboy. 
It's it's on Netflix right now. Iron Cowboy. Okay. Yeah. So you know I'm a fan of, or I do some like the uh, half Iron Mans and stuff. Yes. You know? And I kind of I'm I like that world. Um, I like the fact that people can push themselves to do things that is pretty crazy. Yeah. And this guy is crazy. And what his so an Iron Man, the total distance is like. It's uh, what is it? It's 112, but it's 140.6, 140.6 miles total. So it's 2.4 miles swimming, uh, 112 miles biking, 26.2 miles uh, running. He did 50. He did this. This documentary is about this guy's. This is making me tired. His (laughs) Jesus Christ. What he. He wanted to do 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. Yeah. And it is crazy. Because I don't think people understand how much that is. Like, I don't think people understand what an Ironman is, really. And uh, for him to attempt this, one, is nuts. It's exhausting. It's just reading this is fucking exhausting. That's that's wild. I need to see this. Is this streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay. And it's short. It's like an hour and 60 minutes long. So. I'm very curious. Yeah. Um, it is kind of interesting. And, you know, some of these people, and I've run into some of these people, mm-hmm. and you could, this guy could be, could be called this, but, like, some of these people are very narcissistic, very, uh, like, putting everybody else's, uh, uh, lives aside just so they can accomplish something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you could say that same thing about Neil Armstrong. Maybe. Michael Jordan. Yes. Yes. At the risk of family, friends, you know, just bystanders. You're you're doing something that no one else has done, uh, but at the expense of others. So, very. it's a very interesting doc. Uh if you're in it, yeah, um, I found it very watchable. So it's, it's, I rated it in an eight. And there's some good storylines in it. Uh, they do leave some questions kind of dangling. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk about it a lot, like a lot of it. So, but um, it really makes me also hate the comment section on really, I hate social media. <laughs> I think I'm done with it. I really do. I uh, like reading comments anymore. I'm done, but I'm gonna let you pee because I can see you're doing your pee pee dance. I was having a uh, coughing fit. Oh, did that make any pee come out? Nope. Just checking. <laughs> Tap and get. Uh, so yeah, fifty, fifty, fifty. It's like imagine traveling to fifty states in fifty days. Be amazing. I'd be exhausted. Yeah, I'd be exhausted. That'd be a, an accomplishment in itself. Yeah. Oh, you've put the idea in my head. God damn it. That would be pretty cool. No, not not that idea. <laughs> Thinking about peeing, y'all. Oh, peeing. All right, let's pee. All right, together. Let's, yeah. So Don't cross the streams, Ray. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Iron Man's. Yes. Um, <laughs> they seem the- cool. What's that? Nah, just that is crazy. Fifty yeah. states, fifty days. It's 
lot. It's a crazy amount. So the the race I did mm-hmm. um, in what was it June? So it was a half Ironman. So it was seventy point three. Mm-hmm. But the weather was so bad that day that they canceled the swim because there was a small craft advisory in this the river or the the bay that we were doing it in. So like they couldn't have uh, anybody out there doing the. Uh, um, uh, they couldn't. Uh, the, like the kayaks and stuff out there trying to help, they would have been useless and people could have drowned and stuff. So, mm-hmm. so it went from a 70.3 and it was a 1.2 mile swim. So it went to a 69.1, which is everyone was kind of joking about, which hell yeah made, made us happy. Anyways. Hey, 69 is a good distance to go. That's right. Uh, nice, He's nice. Going yeah. The distance, man. I never really like was into Cake, but every time I hear a Cake song, I'm like, you know, fucking great. I actually like Cake a lot. <laughs> yeah, Cake is pretty good. Yeah. Occasionally, I'll see a dude with a Cake shirt on. I'm like, yeah. And it has the the Scott what do you call it? The gets it pig on it. Yeah. Oh, cake. Yeah, they were uh, they were pretty solid. Um, I should listen to more of their stuff. But anyways, uh, yeah, that Iron Man, that's nuts, man. Fucking, I don't know. I'm just going to be repeating myself. So, um, I know I told you beforehand I was really hoping to see Crawl this week. Yeah. Still gonna try and make that happen before. Uh, well, once upon a time in Hollywood comes out tomorrow. Yeah, right? yeah. maybe even tonight. Tonight, tonight. Yeah. Smashing pumpkins. There you go. Nice. Um, but also now, all of a sudden, very high on my list is Midsummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. That no. is definitely a. Now that I've seen Hereditary, and I'm very curious what's next. Yeah. A couple travels to Sweden to visit a rural hometown's fabled Midsummer Festival. What begins as an idyllic retreat quickly devolves into increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. All right. I'm into it. Um... So this is this is kind of an also rant, but <laughs> uh, this might sound crazy. Mm-hmm. But parts of what I really liked about Hereditary reminded me of my favorite parts of Paranormal Activity Three. Okay. Yes. Can't I say know. that I saw it. No. Well, you're missing out because, in my opinion, it's the best one. Okay. Um. I just I think that there's not enough um I don't know like high quality pagan cult movies cuz I think a lot of a lot of movies that deal with a cult are you or deal with like Wicker Man oh, Wicker, uh, well I don't know 
I've never seen the Nick Cage version, but the original version. Oh, you're missing out. The original version's awesome and also completely differently insane. There's a musical number. <laughs> um, and a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in the original Wicker Man. Christopher Lee's involved, which is always weird. Um, yeah, the, the uh, kind of the the long drawn out thing with um, Paranormal Activity three is you don't know that there's like a uh, coven of witches until I would say the last ten minutes okay. of the movie, and that's kind of how this feels, and it's like it's kind of awesome when you reach the climax of a movie and it all of a sudden makes you think like, Oh, okay. Oh, that, like, oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. The last yep. two hours start to unravel. Like, yeah. Oh shit. Um, and that's kind of not like in a usual suspects kind of way, but, uh, like as, as the big plot twist, but this is like, this is the reveal. This is what we've been yes, building. It's to. the reveal. It's the, all of a sudden it makes sense as opposed yes. to, Oh wait, it was this the whole time. Yes. It yeah, it all it all kind of like snaps into focus, and uh, yeah, not not nearly as good of a movie, um, but it definitely reminded me of uh, Paranormal Activity three. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it's just so well done. Great, great storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Well, I think that's all I have for movies. So, yeah, yeah, I don't think I have any any TV shows you've been catching up on. Oh, or? fuck. Yeah. Well, yeah. Letter Kenny on Hulu. What's it all about? What's I it mean, all about? So, huh, huh, huh. Um, well, let me pull it up. Uh, Letter Kenny is full of hicks, skids, mm-hmm. hockey players. Uh, and I'm in somebody something else and these are their stories and um i there's a lot of like i'm in it there's seven episode seasons so they're pretty short um and i think i'm in right at the beginning of season five um and i can tell the writing is starting to they're starting to be a little too clever like i think the last season the community kind of really fell off as far as the writing goes but um, there's a lot of like references to old jokes. Like if you get to season two and three, they they reference stuff from you know season one, and it just it just plays really well. And I for some reason I just love it. So I love it a lot. It's the interact the it's quick banty or quick dialogue. I was gonna say banty dialogue, but banter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's banty. Yeah, banty, and. Yes. It's just, it's clever writing, I think. I can see how some people would hate it, but I, there are some things that they say that I want to, that's how I want to talk now. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Pitter patter, let's get at her. Okay. Uh, I dare you to watch an episode or two. Um, I will. I've, so uh, you and I are, are uh, sharing Hulu accounts right now. Uh, so, I saw that you were watching it. It's also the inspiration for the um, TV shows as movies uh, discussion we had. 
Yes. Uh, so you don't want to interrupt my flow. Exactly. Exactly okay. that. Um, I didn't want to interrupt your flow. Flow, and I saw that you were watching some. Uh, it's always sunny. Yes. But season thirteen made its way on on yeah. to uh, Hulu, I, and I was like, well, I uh, there goes that. <laughs> yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Totally was it worth fine. it? Mm, not really. No. But. There was the, there were still a couple episodes where I was like, "This is this is everything I want," um, but there cool. were a few that were like, "This is we're running our course here." Okay, yeah, hmm. which sucks, but uh, such is life. So yeah, um, I will. I'm you. You watching it has piqued my uh, curiosity. So, I oh will shit! The the man who killed out. Hitler and the Bigfoot. <laughs> it's on hulu right now the uh greatest poster of all time <laughs> just sam sweet. elliott walking towards the camera uh the man who killed hitler and then bigfoot <laughs> how cool how do you think he felt the man after doing both the man who like after he killed th- Hitler, was he like Bigfoot? Uh, who cares? I think he just kind of sat back, put his hat back, mm-hmm. smoked a cigarette. And mm-hmm. He said, "What's next?" <laughs> you have to use so many cuss words. What the mm-hmm. fuck you talking about, man? What the fuck you talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well. I think that uh, that about wraps her up. Lord Chaos. What's that? Lords of Chaos. Oh, that's the. Is it the? Oh, it's a, a narrative of the Norwegian black metal band. Oh. So hmm. not a, not a documentary. Guess not. It says a drama. Drama. Mm. Cool. I'm yeah, really is... interested. <laughs> we we might just have to become a Norwegian black metal podcast. We might. Yeah. It's not gonna go super long. No. But I'm curious but... about the the gang, Euronymous. What's Varg yeah. up to in his really nice prison <laughs> cell? It's stupid with the curtains. Yeah, <laughs> curtain. That is like that is the the um the, the amenity, one little touch. The amenity that's like what yeah. <laughs> curtains? Okay, that's like <laughs> I feel about curtains in jail the way Ellen Iverson felt about practice. Practice. It's like we're talking <laughs> about curtains in jail. Curtains. Curtains. Not a shade. Not, not a shade. I was, was going to say not blinds. <laughs> not Venetian blinds. Not blinds. Curtains. We're curtains. talking about curtains. Uh, my favorite, um, there was uh, something about Allen Iverson, uh, about that time he crossed Jordan and just totally broke his ankles. Right. And <laughs> someone was talking about it. They're They're like, that's like crossing Jesus. 
That works on a couple different levels. Good call. Good call. <laughs> uh, Cross and Jordan. Not the river. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, th- I think that's it for me. I'm going to finish up this beer. Take it easy. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, it was good talking to you. And yeah. hopefully... Let's get back into the rhythm. Yeah. Man, thinking. Uh, I think we'll be good for a couple weeks here, hopefully. Yeah. And God willing, and the creek doesn't rise. Yep. We'll, we'll podcast next week. I need your arms around me. I need to feel your touch.